Welcome to the Polk County Public Schools Podcast, where we talk with our experts on our district staff about all the ways that we're putting students first. Welcome back to the Polk County Public Schools Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Rachel Pleasant, Senior Director of Communications, and we're going to be continuing our conversation with representatives from the Teen Parent Program. How do you see these, and this might be a great question for you, Ms. Gainier, but how do you um, see students like Antonia, how do you see them mature during their course? They come in and they're scared and they have this new little baby that they're responsible for and it seems like insurmountable challenges. What are they like when they finish the Teen Parent Program? It's been amazing and we've even had a 12 year old um, that has come to Teen Parent um, last year and I've been amazed at what growth she's even made within just this one year and I believe it is all the support and I even believe that Miss Key, she'll come to our classroom, she'll come and observe, see what's going on, talk to the students. If there's ever a problem or an issue, I can just literally call her up and let the student talk to her right then and there and they, they feel that support from the district office which I think that it's a whole trickle down effect that they feel and even her providing special um, different things that we do um, the leadership program and just different opportunities that they have where they can literally feel special from the community people will come in for them so I see a lot of growth in these girls and that they're willing to work on themselves they have to get on the buses early there's a lot of barriers we have um, a middle schooler right now that has twins and the school is very very helpful um, even to help them get off the bus to come in and and um, so, like she said, I think it's a very big team effort, and I'm very thankful to have interns like Ms. Miles, and she'll counsel the students and help them in every way, and they're so much better on the computer than I am to help them, like, to get services or financial aid or different things like that. So it's a whole community effort. So you see them not only, I would assume, develop those parenting skills, yes. but also, I would hope, the confidence that they can be parents and hold down a job and, and as, as you were saying, kind of go it alone if they have to. Um, if you want to maybe just elaborate on that, just the, the internal development that you see happening. Yes, it, it is amazing. We even have students who are homeless, who are not living um, with their families and, uh, and providing every service possible to bring them there. But there is a lot of growth with the students. And um, one thing that I think is interesting is sometimes certain things that I teach, they'll be like, oh no, we weren't raised that way. And then within a little bit of time, you can hear it coming out of their mouth. It's become, you know, what studies have shown and they're realizing that this is the best way and they'll actually try it. And then they'll come back and say, oh, it did work, Miss Gainer, you know. And so um, that's very rewarding to see them to have so much growth. And sometimes I think they're even can be better parents than their own parents because they've had um, so much input into them at a young age. Um, Latanja, you mentioned earlier how passionate you are about teen parent. Why is that? Why is this a population that speaks to you? To be honest, I have been doing this for 12 years now. And I've heard the different stories of the young ladies who have had challenges and they have overcome. And um, I think for many years that um, because we didn't have the setup that we have now, the, the design that we have now, that um, a lot of girls did slip through the cracks. Um, Will there be some? Have there been some that have actually slipped through the cracks still? Yes, but I just don't believe that it's as many as it was 30 years ago. I remember being in high school, and I remember high school girls getting pregnant, but I had no clue where they went. I had no clue. I mean, they were in school, and then they disappeared. Um, 
I do my best. I'm on a, a couple boards. I'm always out trying to put the teen parent program out, let people know that the program is available. Um, I believe in spreading the word. I believe in resources. Um, and I think because we have the resources is the reason why. Um, but I'm very passionate about it. I don't want anybody ever to to doubt these young ladies. That's that's my, my biggest concern. I want them to not only believe in themselves, but I want the community to, to believe in them as well. And you mentioned the teen mothers could mm -hmm. potentially slip through the crack, but if they slip through the cracks, then these innocent babies who haven't even been given a chance slip through the cracks too. So what can you, for those who may not, who aren't familiar with the program, how does teen parent isn't just about helping the, the parent, it's about changing the trajectory of the life for the family, of right? The family. Because it's a whole. Um, the, and I always tell everybody, you can't separate the mom from the baby. They come a package deal. Mm -hmm. They come a package deal. So um, when the baby's coming to the program, they have an ID number, and they can be two months old. They have an ID number that will stay with them all the way until they graduate from Polk County School. That doesn't change. So it starts from the very beginning. Um, right now, there's a um, whole lot of research being done on zero to three in reference to mental health. So I think that's important as well, that that whole piece be brought into the program. And that's why I'm glad that Ms. Gaynor is there as the social worker. And she has not only one, but two interns that actually also work with the young ladies. So that mental health piece is big right now um, across you know, across the United States. So right now there's a big, big um, emphasis on zero to three mental health, and that's important as well. So I think it all plays a part into um, what we provide to the young ladies. And if they saw something that was going on with their babies or if the staff saw something that was going on with their babies, the resources are available. Um, we tap into our... Um, our um, fitness program whenever we have an issue or a concern. Um, we tap into um, any available resources in the community, but I also like the partnership with um, Polk County School Fitness Program that actually help us to get it done like quick if we need it. Uh, Ms. Gannett mentioned earlier that we like to teach the kids like to unlearn the things that they were taught that weren't the correct things um, in their childhood. So um, we also tell them that Happy mothers create happy babies. And if you're not coping correctly, you can't properly raise that child. So we give them the tools to help them cope, to get over those barriers, because they all come from, you know, a lot of them do come from backgrounds, but don't have a lot of support from family and um, money and other resources. Like they don't know anything about doctor's appointments or healthy families. So we give them these tools that they can take and care with them so they don't make that mistakes of, you know, that their parents gave to them. It's like almost breaking generational curses. I like that a lot, thank you. So, and I, maybe you, whoever wants to take this question by all means, but I think it's, I think it's for the average listener, you know, it's pretty obvious how the parent will benefit because they're able to finish school, get that diploma, get that career training, get the free childcare that allows them to do that. But this is really just a, a continuation of the previous question. But the children, have you seen them as they, uh, are they better prepared for kindergarten? Are they better? How are, do they, they develop social skills? What are the benefits that those of us who aren't early childhood ex education experts, we may not be as familiar with? Like, what are the benefits for the babies? Social, part? emotional, and physical development is huge mm -hmm. at this age. In, um, because I do supervise the staff that actually does the teaching to the children. 
um, they understand the importance of preparing them for kindergarten or preparing them for our Head Start program or our VPK program here in Polk County. So they understand the important piece of that um, because we have a curricula that they must follow and because we have a contract with ELC, they do come in and check, and there's different codes that we actually have to have put on the um, lesson plan. So it's not something, for many years it was called daycare. We don't call it daycare anymore. It's child care because we don't babysit anymore. We actually teach children from two months all the way up. They are taught the importance of um, using um, how to turn over, you know what I mean, recognizing their faces in the mirrors. I mean, we teach them messy play, how to grasp. I mean, it's so many different things that for many years I don't think was taught in daycare. They just actually babysat. Well, we don't do that anymore. We held accountable for making sure that our children are learning. Okay. And so that will that will support their success in kindergarten and from then on out, essentially, in their academic career. Correct. So it's a really strong foundation that they're Correct. receiving. Also, in Ms. Guineer's class, we have, like, baby days, and she also modeled behaviors. Like, if um, it teaches the parents and the kids to kind of, like, get what they're trying to say in feelings-wise. Like, instead of the mom getting frustrated or reacting a different way, she models the correct baby, uh, the appropriate behavior um, that a mother should do for a child, like if a child's doing a tantrum, how to, you know, respond to that child. So they learn a lot, too, about the feelings and emotions and understanding their child. Gotcha. And just to take that a little further, can you, one of the teen parents in the room, can you, um, so you was talking about breaking cycles and even, and Ms. Guinea mentioned sometimes the teen parents learn better skills than maybe their own parents possessed. Is there an example, a specific example, just to help paint a picture, something that you've learned that you know your own parents didn't do or that you, you know, you, you wish they had? Well, one for me personally is threatening. Never really got you anywhere. The It kind of like scared the kid in the moment, but they're still gonna do it, just you're not gonna see it. They just become more sneaky and secretive, I guess. So if you if you recognize it instead of, oh, don't do that, and or this is going to happen. If you recognize it and tell them why they shouldn't do it and then give them something else to do, that would benefit you a lot more than, no, don't do that, or this will happen, and then walk away. Because they're still going to do it. You just won't know about it. So... Okay. That's just like with what I learned in class, like telling my child no, but telling her like, or like averting the, her action. So like, instead of saying no, be like, oh, like, I don't know, like, do you want this? Do you want to play? Do you want some water? Like, I just try to get her to stop doing what she's not supposed to do instead of telling her like, no, because all she does is run away. So. I try to avert the action and make her notice that she's not supposed to do that, but she can do something else, like something more productive than what she's not supposed to do. Ms. Key, earlier you mentioned dads. Are there dads? Yes, we do have dads, and what? we have had dads to come through the program. I remember a couple years back we had a young man who would come every single morning with his baby every single day. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened to the mom. I know that she was not in his life at the time. So they had had some issues. So he actually would bring his um, son to school every single day. Are the services the same, whether you're a they mom or dad experience? Or the same. Or dad. 
Okay. And they have the option to come to the teen parent program just like the mother does. We would like for them to come to the teen parent program with the young lady and actually go through the process as well. Um, usually it falls on the young lady, but we would love to have more guys in our program. Have you had that happen where you had both parents? Oh, yes. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Polk County Public Schools podcast. We'll continue our conversation about the Teen Parent Program in future episodes. To learn more about the Teen Parent Program, go to our website, polkschoolsfl.com forward slash teen parent. The Polk County Public Schools podcast is available on iTunes and Google Play. For more stories about how we're putting students first, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Polk County Public Schools.